My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County. And you are listening to the 321 Sales Pros Podcast. 321 Biz Dev LLC is a sales training and business development company where our company slogan is converting what exists now to something better tomorrow. We support the following industries in the U.S. and Canada. Attorneys, cosmetic surgeons, CPAs, dentists, home builders, HVAC installers, insurance companies, mortgage brokers, and real estate brokers. Our website currently is 321sallc.com and we'll be changing to 321bizdev.com in a few weeks. We can be reached toll-free at 844-405-2800. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey, this is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321BizDev LLC, and today's short podcast will be on the subject of contacting and prospecting. Contacting and prospecting has two parts. The first part is the technique part, and that part only takes five to 10 minutes to to explain. Uh, Those five or 10 minutes just covers the the things that you say once you get into contacting mode. Uh, Those five or 10 minutes can offline be studied by the salesperson or the business owner until they get that part uh, perfect. The larger part, which is 95% of contacting, deals with the psychological and the emotional parts of contacting and prospecting. And this is what sales training covers. I don't know of any company that's available to the small business owner that can train effectively in contacting and prospecting as 321BizDevLLC. So the first part about uh, contacting that causes the challenge is, like I said, the emotional part, and the second part is the psychological part. Now there are three major components that we train on to help people master contacting and prospecting, but that is a classroom subject or webinar subject for our clients, for our paid clients. But we will talk about the emotional and the psychological parts of contacting and prospecting. First, the emotional part. There's something about contacting and prospecting that creates, to to be plain and simple, the word fear in salespeople's uh, minds and hearts when they think about uh, contacting and prospecting. And it's, it's a hard thing to try to explain. Now we do have a solution to help salespersons and business owners overcome this emotional component called fear. But simply put, that fear uh, finds its origins in how the person decided to start their business, why the person uh, decided to start their business. And in a very, very small 
component, what are they selling? But here is the here's something I like to commend people who are in sales who have decided to start their own business. I applaud you 100% for taking the step to want to start your own business because between one and two percent of people in America want to own their own business. So whatever stimulated you to at least um, want to look at owning your own business, my hat goes off to you. I stand in a standing ovation to you uh, for the people that wanted to start their own business. So, but this emotional, this fear part comes from uh, why, how, and what you're selling. And that why part of why you started your business, I know a lot of people say, I want to start my business because I can make a lot of money. And that is a, a major motivation to start your own business. Now, if you came from the corporate setting where you had an hourly salary or you had a set salary if you were in management like I was, then I can understand that motivation to want to leave that hourly salary, especially if, if, if it was not enough money or the management salary if you were working a lot of hours like I was working when I was working in corporate. So that motivation for the money is a great stimulant to want to own your own business. The next part is the psychological part about contacting and prospecting. And this psychological part goes back to who you are as an individual. And unfortunately, you know, we have these, these stigmas that we have embedded in our minds about ourselves based on what society says, based on what uh, you hear in the news, based on the historical uh, things about the United States of America. For instance, if you are black, uh, a person of African-American descent, that component that psychological component may be a temporary detriment to get you going in your business because for some reason you may think that nobody else will do business with you. The same holds true for people that are from another country. You may say, well, because English is not my first language, then I may not be able to do business with other people who don't speak your particular first language. Now you may say, well, okay, so that's race, ethnicity, language, but it goes even deeper than that. The psychological component goes to height, weight, um, your, phys your physique, how, beauty you how beautiful you think you look, how unattractive you may think you look, and all of, all of these things are in the eyes of others, obviously. Uh, it has a lot to do with uh, your, your education level. You may say because you only have a high school education or maybe you didn't graduate from high school, that, that will, those two things will be impediments uh, to your success. You may have a great bachelor's degree. You may even have an MBA. 
and the psychological component with uh, an advanced you know business degree or having a great having attended a great college is that you may you know unfortunately think that you're better than everyone else now you don't think you're better than everyone else on the surface but down inside you say well um, I have a degree from a great university back east or I have a great I have a degree from a great university out west you know or uh, you know, a, you know, another place. And so you may think that your degree puts you above everybody else in terms of you having to prospect them. And you may even think that they should come to you because you are the person that has the advanced degree. Or you're the person that has the law degree and you know you passed a bar in the great state of New York or you passed a bar in California or you have a dental you went to dental school and you have a dental certification from a great dental college so why should you have to go out and reach out to prospects or contacts for growing your business your degree alone should pull people to you all you sometimes you think all you need to say is, I have a, d a dental degree, a law degree, an MBA. I went to medical school at this particular prestigious university, and that's all you need to do. So some of these things that stop us from prospect contacting and prospecting have a lot to do about how we feel about ourselves. And we can solve that, help you solve that problem here at 321BizDev LLC. Again, we have three major components in our sales training program, specifically in contacting and prospecting that helps people overcome those psychological obstacles and those emotional obstacles. And sometimes you can call those challenges. But I would like to tell you a story about uh, a circumstance where I just went out, went out on faith and just said, forget about everything that may stop me from, from doing business. I was a young, uh, probably actually I was the youngest operation manager at a Fortune 500 company. I started as a corporate employee at age 29 and I worked in operations for about about two to three years and my job was to run this big customer service center for a fortune 500 company in the health insurance industry I worked at an HMO headquartered in Los Angeles and so for three years I bust my butt to make the level of director at a, at, at a corporation. To give you an example, a director is about three to four levels below the CEO at a Fortune 500 company. I had over 200 employees in my department. So part of my job was to handle the customer service issues for callers calling in. Uh, we had over, at that time, almost a 1 million healthcare subscribers, people that had the health insurance membership through their employer 
at our company. The other part of my job was to tag team or tag along with the sales department. So every time the sales department would go out and, and do a sort of a presentation with an employer, my job was to go along and represent customer service to ensure the prospective employer that the customer service department would treat their employees with respect and give accurate information and give the information timely uh, without their employees being on hold. So often when the healthcare contract with the employer was approved, sometimes the employer had a different interpretation of that contract than what was written. And all of those type of questions or inquiries or service issues would fall to me. So I was assigned to meet with the employers after the, contact, the contract was signed to tie up any loose ends, any misunderstandings, maybe revise the contract if necessary. So one day I was in Ventura County and that's a Western California County, which includes the city of uh, Ventura, Oxnard, uh, Thousand Oaks, um, let's see, Simi Valley, Camarillo, some you know counties that are you know where a lot of high income, high net worth people live, and their employees you know they work at uh, pretty nice companies, and a lot of the people who lived in Ventura County worked in Los Angeles, or vice versa. So it was a lot. It was so it was a it was a pretty you know upscale community. Ventura County is one of the the uh, more wealthiest counties in California, just south of Santa Barbara County. And so I had, so I got, so I got hired as a sales executive because one person was quitting and I was bold enough to see a job posted on the board that said sales executive. So I applied for that job. Not only did I apply for it, I called the vice president of sales, a woman, and I said, I want to apply for this job. Now I had already met Michelle, who was the vice president of, of sales for a Fortune 500 company. So she was kind of, she knew me already, but she was surprised. I picked up the phone and called her to, to tell her I wanted to apply. So to make a long story short, in Southern California, there was an opening in Pasadena. And Oscar, who worked in Pasadena, decided to move on to another company. So I had to, within about six weeks of getting the job and two weeks after attending a eight-day formal sales training class at Miller-Hyman in Reno, Nevada, I had to go down and sort of cover for Oscar, even though I was new to sales. So I covered for Oscar in Pasadena and Oscar's region also included Ventura County. So one day I was out meeting with a prospect, a small company. Now a small company, in, well a medium sized company in healthcare is a company that has 500 employees. I was a large account sales exec, which means any company that had over 500 employees up to you know, 50,000, 75,000 employees. 
So I was a large account executive, but I was covering for some of Oscar's medium-sized accounts. So I was out in Ventura County and I decided to stop by this large employer. And this large employer had 25,000 employees. So I went into the office and I introduced myself to the only person I could reach out to in a short period of time. And I left a small packet and my business card. Fast forward six weeks later, the benefit officer said, wow, you know, you, you, you stopped by. Well, she didn't say wow. I, I was more like wow because I got the call back. So the benefit officer said, we would like your team to come down. And at that time, I was working in Sacramento, but I was flying back and forth to Los Angeles, but I was working in Sacramento. So the team, the, the vice president who was located in Sacramento, myself who was located in Sacramento, flew down and, and met with the Huntington Beach group who covered some of the, the large accounts in Southern California. Because at that time, I still wasn't you know, connected fully with Southern California large accounts. So we met with the employer that had 25,000 employees. And me being kind of like a newbie, I kind of sat back and watched the pros go to work. So needless to say, we did not close on that first meeting. So the vice president said, okay, well, Rick, since you, this is your account, you have the responsibility of following up. So I called the, uh, the person I met with, well, we met with, and I said, Barbara, that's what, that's what her name was. She was a uh, lady of, um, I think she was from Brazil. She was a Brazilian, Irish and Brazilian. So she, you know, she, she had a pretty good tan. Now here's the thing that was funny. The Huntington Beach guys, they saw, the, they, they saw who, so who Barbara was online. So they came down with their Huntington Beach, you know, uh, attitude. You know, these guys were like tanned, kind of, you know, brown hair, blondes. And uh, so they wanted to smooth her over with, you know, be honest with you, with their looks. They were like attractive guys. So they said, okay, well, we're going to come down and uh, we're going to, you know, charm Barbara into doing business with the company. Barbara didn't fall for that. Barbara was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to look at the fundamentals of your proposal. Does your proposal have a value proposition in it? This is not what Barbara said, but I'm assuming that's what a corporate level benefit officer would, would do if she is managing the healthcare plan of 25,000 employees. So I called Barbara and I said, Barbara, I want to come up or come down to Ventura and just meet for a second time and uh, just talk about the proposal and, and find out if there's a way we can work together if you could become a client of our company. So I had a $1,500 a month expense account, so I went out and bought a new suit, uh, bought some Issei Miyake uh, cologne, which is at that time was going for about $100 a bottle. And uh, so I drove from uh, Burbank Airport, which is uh, about 100 miles from Ventura, out to Ventura. I got there early because if you know anything about Southern California traffic, if you have a meeting at 10 o'clock and it takes an hour and a half to get there, you have to give yourself three hours to get there. So I left 
the airport at 7 a.m. and I got there about about 9.30, 9.45. So I sat in the parking lot for about an hour. And I said to myself, do I wanna go in and do the same dog and pony show as my colleagues did from, Hun from Huntington Beach? Or do I wanna do something different? And I asked myself this question, what do we really know about this company? What do we really know about Barbara, who was the HR, uh, the vice president of, of the human resources. And I said, really nothing. So I thought, based on the training I got from that class, that formal sales training class uh, from Hyman Miller, I said to myself, I don't wanna go in, in there and do the same dog and pony show. Now I'm not sure what training the Huntington Beach guys had, because often in a, in a, in a, in a corporate level training, People come from different places, from other companies, and they can talk their way into these, these corporate level jobs based on their past work experience. So I'm not sure if these guys went to the corporate level sales training that I went to, or the corporate sponsored sales training that I went to. So I'm not gonna say they did a bad job. All I know is I wasn't going to do the same thing that they did. I wasn't gonna operate the same way they did. So I came to that meeting. I took the tie off. I didn't come in all dressed up like white shirt, you know, 100% corporate. I took my tie off, left my suit coat in the car and just walked in. And I had like three sheets of paper, uh, sort of like a, uh, um, I had a like a like a like a fold like a folder, one of those like one of those um, yellow pad folders with the yellow paper inside with the red lines, and I had just maybe one or two brochures. Barbara came to the meeting with our competitors' brochures on the top of her stack of stuff. So talk about being intimidated and sort of uh, kind of nervous. So I said, okay, I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna do exactly what my plan was. And what my plan was, was to ask Barbara some questions about the company, about herself, what her experiences was with the current provider, what the concerns were. So to make a long story short, after 45 minutes of asking Barbara these questions, and Barbara did most of the talking, I probably talked in 45 minutes probably about seven minutes, seven to 10 minutes max. And Barbara talked for up to 35 minutes. So Barbara said, okay, Rick, uh, excuse me for a moment. I have to go back to my, my office. Have you had lunch? I said, well, no, I haven't had lunch yet. It was probably like 11 o'clock. So she goes, okay, well, we'll go out to lunch. So I didn't, I didn't really think much of that because I got, at, at that time in my sales career, I didn't pick up on some things that I, that I would have picked up, you know, five years later if I had the same appointment with Barbara. So Barbara came back about 20 minutes later. I thought she had abandoned me in that uh, boardroom meeting. I thought she had abandoned me, thought, forgot I was there. So she came back. And Barbara said, let's go to lunch. So we went to uh, this Mexican restaurant 
on South Victoria Boulevard. And those of you who uh, are familiar with uh, Ventura, you know where South Victoria Boulevard is. It's a major thoroughfare that takes you from the 101 freeway all the way out to, you know, it goes far out, uh, out to uh, Eastern Ventura County. So we were sitting there and having lunch. So she opened her folder and said, Rick, we decided that we're gonna go with your company. And she gave me a check written out or made out to the company, the company's name for $500,000. And that check was for two months of healthcare coverage. So the, um, the total monthly premium was $225,000 a month. Plus we wanted to start in the middle or not on the exact date of on the first of the month. So it included about 50,000 extra for starting on a certain date because we needed to have some time to uh, start. So the check was for $500,000 and it was signed. And she said, the reason why we selected your company because you, you wanted to find out all about our company and the previous meeting that you had with our company, you guys just talked the entire time to tell us or to tell her about how great the company was. But she said, Rick, when you came back, you spent so much time trying to learn about some of the experiences that we were, that we were having at our company that I, that I decided to pick your company because even some of the other health insurance providers never asked us about our company and what some of our experiences and concerns were. So the point I want to make about contacting and prospecting is there is, and, and, and in the training class, we will cover this in depth. There are some things that salespeople need to know about contacting and prospecting. And I, all, I, all I can say at this point on this short podcast, which is actually a long podcast, it's about 25 minutes so far, is most salespeople, especially if you are, if you have a degree, if you have passed the bar, if you have an MBA, if you have a dental or medical degree or certification, you have just about everything you need. And I'm going to also include in here even some of the top uh, real estate brokers or, or mortgage brokers. If you're the CEO of the company, you have just about everything that you need. And for the real estate brokers and the mortgage brokers, you have what you need. And it is, it is, it is, I think it's necessary that you should share what you have with your teams. Now that's kind of like a cryptid type conversation or cryptid sentence I just gave, but most people in leadership, if you own the company and you are a leader, when it comes to contacting and prospecting, you already have everything you need. You just need to know how to tweak it and how to move some things up to the surface so you can maximize your efforts in contacting and prospecting. So I want to thank you for listening to this 25 minute plus uh, podcast on contacting and prospecting. And please look forward to hearing 
the short podcast, a summarized podcast on closing. Thank you very much. Make it a great day. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321BizDev LLC, located in Sacramento County. And you have listened to the 321 Sales Pros Podcast. 321BizDev LLC is a sales training and business development company where our company slogan is converting what exists now to something better. Our website currently is 321sallc.com and will be changing to 321bizdev.com in a few weeks. We can be reached toll-free at 844-405-2800. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Make it a great day.